T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, everyone. Mike Hoss along now with the man of the hour, at least from this past weekend. He's the head equipment manager, John Baumgartner. Uh, known as Bum, he followed Chief, so nicknames are very important for this job. Uh, but wow, uh, when did you find out post-Cleveland in the locker room that, that you and your staff, and that's important, there was a staff of 10, you, you were one of them, you and nine others, uh, were going to get the game ball, and what was that like? Uh, it was great. It was a great experience, you know. Um, coach, you know, typically calls everyone up after the game, you know, and he might give a game ball out here and there and kind of make some announcements and everything. And that's when he presented us with the game ball. Uh, but it, it was awesome. It's nice to be uh, recognized, you know. So what did you tell the team? I saw you walk, kind of walk to, to the middle. What did you tell them? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody started chanting for me to, to give some kind of a speech. And uh, I'm not the best uh, public speaker, you know. So um, I, I called everybody up and, you know, I just told everybody, you know, I, I care about everybody. I love them. You know, Merry Christmas. And uh, then we, we did one, two, three, and uh, broke, broke it down on family. So Perfect. Well, that's, uh, I mean, on behalf of, because it wasn't just the, the, the team that you outfitted, and, and I've, we've talked about this, Steve Geller on the sideline, myself, uh, Robert Carroll, and, and Deuce, of course, and who, by the way, today's Deuce's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to Deuce. But there's the only thing that Deuce hates more than talking about himself because he's so humble is cold and the gear that you had had for uh, for the for the radio team was uh, uh, it was it was life saving. <laughs> awesome, very very important. Um, if I'd have told you when when you you're in your twentieth season, you're eight as the head equipment manager, that hey you know there's going to be a game that you're going to need wetsuits. What, what would you have said? Um, honestly, we. Uh... We've had wetsuits in our inventory for probably over 10 years now. Um, it was something new, I guess, uh, back in the day that Tom Brady kind of came up with playing up there in, in, in the New England area, you know. And um, it's, it, it's perfect for extreme cold weather. Um, you, you get into temperatures in the 30s and 20s in a wetsuit, you know, it, it, it's too warm for, for those temperatures. Uh, you really start to sweat too much. But um, it's just one of many things over the years that, um, we've had, but you never really wanted to have to use. I was gonna, you, you, even though you've had them in your inventory for 10 years, this is the first time you've brought them out, huh? We used them in uh, the playoffs against Philadelphia I was thinking in that, uh, yeah. 13. Yeah, 20, it was about 24 degrees. And, and they, yep. they, they only give you the temperature. They don't, they don't count the feels like it. I feel, I feel like on the field, that feels like temperature is way more important than I don't care whatever the gauge is. I want to know what it feels right. like. Right. 
So, yeah, it was brutal this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and and especially, and I asked Mickey this. I'm like, because we got we went up a day early, so Thursday. So we saw Friday. Had that had that Friday weather been Saturday, I don't know what. I mean, you saw it Friday. What that would have been almost unimaginable. Yeah, that would have been pretty pretty miserable for sure. Uh, the wind was really whipping on Friday. Um, I went outside uh, just because it was going to be the coldest I've ever been in. It was 28 below, and um, that that cold air immediately hits you right in the lungs and, and takes your breath away. You know, and you can't even open your eyes. So I don't know. Uh, if, how he would have been able to play uh, if, if it would have been those conditions. Right, and it was snowing. It snowed a lot more Friday than it did did Saturday. But you're right. It was, and we, had we not been there, you know, I, quite frankly, we couldn't have gotten in Friday. There's no way you could have could have bought a plane in there. So give me a sense of other gear that you had with you that let's say you wouldn't have had to worry about if you were playing in in, in Tampa, uh, ski masks or. Uh, you know what? what uh, and what, what kind of? I think I read Nick Underhill that you had like sixteen hundred hand warmers and toe and feet warmers. What, what kind of stuff did you bring with you? Yeah, so um, this was what we consider an extreme cold weather game, um, different from just a, a typical cold weather game, and that that calls for like wetsuits. You know, um, we had some custom made uh, heated vests the coaches were that they can stick hot packs all around their body you know and use that as a base layer uh we had some uh heated hoodies to keep their hands uh warm we had glove liners you know sock liners all kinds of thermals multiple thermals everybody pretty much got two of everything that they could layer up with and uh you know we had we had already ordered 1600 hand warmers which i thought was going to be enough to split between uh the cleveland game and the philly game but as we got closer, uh, it was looking more and more like this game was going to be uh, really bad. So we brought all of those plus uh, about 500 more we had left over from the Pittsburgh game during the season. So uh, roughly over, you know, 2,000 just, just for hand warmers. And then, um, you know, we had about 300 foot and toe warmers. We figured about two for every person, you know. Um, but then just your other stuff, you know, the capes and the sideline jackets and all that. It was just... Uh, pretty much the same stuff we've always brought to a cold weather game. It was just more of it. And that's when you really saw, to me, the capes and those sideline parkers that you kind of look, think back to the 60s and 70s, you know, and there's cold weather. But I noticed them because they were flying all over the place. That's when you really kind of noticed the wind with those big, you know, oversized, uh, you know, parkers and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had uh... – Pretty much every uh, staff member I had on the sideline was, was helping out with those. We had anybody uh, extra uh, that was available to help. Um, I had talked to them earlier in the week about, hey, look, this one's going to be different than uh, anyone we've ever been in before. You know, I'm going to need all hands on deck, especially with these capes. From the cold in Cleveland to possible rain in Philly and the new challenges that presents more with Saints Head Equipment Manager John Baumgartner when we come back on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We are speaking with the Saints Head Equipment Manager John Baumgartner, also known as Bum, and his dad played for the Saints uh, back in the 70s. And I think what people, when we see pictures of locker rooms, and I've been in them pregame, it is like pristine, everything is beautiful, the numbers hanging up, but what they don't see is after the game, which are just piles of stuff, and you, your team then, it's almost like, you know, 
rapid fire because you got to get things onto a truck that drives back and things onto a plane. So give me a sense of what, what it was like after the game because everybody had way more stuff than normal. Right. So um, we usually try to be somewhat organized and have like designated hampers for like the uniforms and, uh, you know, just loose clothes and maybe jackets and everything. Uh, and we tried to, to go about it that way this past game, but um, it just got to be so chaotic in there with just all the all the stuff, uh, like you were saying. And we ended up just kind of stuffing things into everywhere we possibly could. Uh, all the dirty laundry we got back on the airplane with us. Anything we didn't need immediately, you know, we put on the ground truck going back to New Orleans. So because of all the stuff, was more needed, like a, a truck from a truck standpoint? Did you need an extra truck? No, we uh, we sent up our normal um, 53-foot, 18-wheeler, um, and that was, that was pretty full. Uh, and then that was probably about 40,000 pounds, um, total on the trip but 30,000 went on the 18 and about 10,000 on the airplane wow so we get back team gets back christmas eve it's saturday night big huge win over cleveland does do you have to go does your staff have to go to the to the training camp and because all that stuff is you know it's it's kind of needs to go somewhere what, what happens after the plane ride home uh so as soon as we land you know the the plane unloads the trucks bring the equipment over to the facility uh, we unload the trucks, we unpack their, their equipment bags, and uh, sometimes we'll, we'll do the laundry. Uh, in this case, since it was Christmas Eve, uh, we didn't. We all wanted to be home with our families and stuff. Uh, so uh, we, we went home and took care of it on Monday. The, what I thought was going to be a, a bigger issue, maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but I, I really thought the footing was going to be a bigger issue uh, in Cleveland I'm only saying that because I'm, I'm assuming that you had multiple shoes, multiple size cleats uh, that you had to bring to, to, to kind of prepare because you didn't know what to prepare for. When, when, last Monday, they were like, ah, it's going to be windy, man, maybe some snow flurries. And then Tuesday, they called it a bomb cyclone. So it all happened so fast. But I'm assuming that you, you didn't know. So you had to bring, like from a shoe standpoint and cleat standpoint, bring it all. We did. Uh, we always prepare for everything. Um, we kind of already had a good idea of what kind of uh, cleats we were going to be needing for this game, uh, even before we found out it was going to be really bad conditions. You know, we were going to go with longer spikes anyway on pretty much everybody. But then once we uh, kind of heard it, it could be sub-zero conditions, I started getting concerned about the possibility of a frozen field. Uh, and in that case, uh, you get better traction with like more of a, a rubber sole flat bottom shoe. So uh, earlier in the week, uh, we discussed about bringing uh, a particular flat bottom, uh, like a turf shoe for players um, in case uh, the field was frozen and their, their regular spikes wouldn't give them any traction. Am I wrong? I mean, did it, it, whatever shoe you picked was, was awesome because it didn't, it didn't feel like it was as, as impactful in the game as least I thought it was going to be. So whatever choice you made, it, looked, it feel, feels like it worked. Right. I thought we had the right shoes on from the get-go. Um, we, we did put them in longer spikes, like I said, uh, and that was enough to break through that little first layer of frost that was on the field. Like when they took the tarp off, uh, all that condensation under the tarp had frozen. So um, it looked like a frozen field, but those cleats were long enough where they could, they could dig in. But I thought the footing was, uh, was good. So now you go to Philly on January 1st, which initially you're thinking, well, this is going to be the cold weather game, but they're talking about 
maybe 50s and 60s and really rain, maybe a thunderstorm or something. So what, let's just talk, let's say it does rain and it's, it's heavy rain, either before or during uh, the game. What does that entail from an equipment standpoint? Because I would assume, you know, totally different than what you just had to do for Cleveland. Yeah, rain is probably our um, worst nightmare. Cold rain is really our worst nightmare, but um, rain just isn't good at all. It's You just got to bring so much extra stuff because, you know, guys are going to want to keep dry. They want to dry a pair of gloves, dry a pair of shoes, you know, everything like that. Um, we really haven't had a rain game this year, um, but we're prepared for it, you know. Uh, got all the rain gear. Um, we got the rain gloves. We've prepared to go longer spikes if we need to. You know, got the extra shoes. We got everything we need, so. I assume you you, you watching the weather as much as anybody uh, this week, right? Oh, yeah. I'm always about two weeks out, three weeks out. I'm always keeping an eye on, you know, what we got coming up uh, because you can't just uh, start preparing for a game the week of. You know, we got to be two, three weeks ahead sometimes on games. You know, like the Cleveland game, for instance, we uh, we started working on that uh, immediately after Pittsburgh, you know, because we knew that was going to be our next cold weather game. So, uh, I'm always I'm always keeping an eye on the radar for sure. Well, congratulations first off to you and your staff. I mean, it's a, you know for for pulling off uh, really what what was uh, impossible things to do for for Cleveland and to, and to get that game ball. Uh, continued success. Thanks to, from WBL Radio as well, and uh, just keep going and good luck. Hopefully, it won't rain in Philly, but uh, continued success. Fingers crossed. No rain. Thanks, That's right. Mike. All right. Thanks, Bob. Well, the Saints can only do their part and keep winning and hopefully get some help along the way. Philadelphia first, then back home for Carolina. And we will see you next year, Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023, for the Saints Hour. My thanks to Charlie Long, producing back in the booth. My thanks to Charlie Long, producing in the booth. Thanks for listening here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.